Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Misfit Messengers podcast. We're 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 separated this week by distance. Boo, boo. It. I mean, it happens. It was good to hang out last week. That was awesome. Um, but uh, again, for those who might have missed last week, you should go check it out because this is part two of possibly a three-part um, series on uh, talking about the book, The Letter of Jude, uh, found at the tail end of the New Testament, right before the final book of the New Testament, Revelation. Um, and so it it probably would be helpful for you to check out that other episode, uh, episode 30, uh, before you listen to this one. But, you know, if you want to do it out of order, Godspeed to you and good luck with that. Um, but we're still in the new year. Woot woot. Uh, how's how's the first few days of the new year uh, working for you? Well, you know, back to work. Uh, a lot of my staff are sick, so I'm filling in um, there. But um, it feels good. You know, sometimes at when you have a vacation, I end up getting a little like listless. Yeah. I just I don't know. I kind of like, what is my purpose? <laughs> I ended up cleaning out two closets in my house and reorganizing a bookshelf. Wow. I and need to so, do that. Yeah. The I whole time I'm like, why am I doing that? It's vacation. But it's, I don't know. I just, I got to well, do something. Sometimes vacation is the perfect time to do those things. You're like, oh, I, I can, I see I have time. Especially if you take a, a vacation that's at home, you know, a staycation. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, I get kind of just antsy or just, you know. Yeah. Especially at the end of it, if you if you take a, a, a number of days and just like look around and oh, I need to tackle that project, but mm-hmm. I have several projects at home that I need to tackle. That I I came back here and had to jump right in feet first uh, with some stuff because of things happening here. So I have not had uh, there's no listlessness in my world this week. This week was like one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. So I'm hoping that next week's pretty busy too. But the third week of January, it is my plan. In fact, I'm going to schedule it so it happens because I've found that if you don't schedule things, if you don't plan for them, they don't happen because the tyranny of the urgent is a real problem. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so by the third week of January, I'll get some of these projects at home done and and maybe, maybe start another Lego build because I miss... Ooh. I miss building Legos, although I've read a lot of books recently, which is cool. You know, not that you have this, but I just saw a thing, a person building the um, Big Ben clock tower and it has a work inside. And I thought, Uh oh, that looks like a Jenny project. It it is. It's so expensive, though. Like, yeah, don't have that one. Lego Lego is super expensive. And it's, you know, if I had independent, if I was independently wealthy. I'd probably spend a lot of money on like Legos, Lego sets. Um, I love building Lego. Anyway, um, completely randomly off topic, but that's okay. Hey, if you've been uh, following us for a while, you know that we do that sometime. We get on on rabbit trails and <laughs> talk about random things. But back to Jude. All right. So I don't know. Did we talk about last week? Did we talk about who Jude was? Did nope. we even bring that up? Nope. We should. We should. Who who was Jude? well there's some um so it depends on which camp you fall into um but most people ascribe him as the brother of james and who is also the brother of jesus so 
And I can't remember which James, little James or big James. No, well, little James. the brother of right? Jesus, no. James. So. Right. Ja which is one I don't of them. Think Jesus right? had two. Yeah, I don't think Jesus had two brother James. No, just one brother James. I just don't remember yeah. which. The the lesser, the greater. Or I don't remember how. Yeah. Anyway, right. But yeah, They're, so Jude anyway. Jude was a brother of Jesus. But it's interesting because Jude one doesn't he doesn't say Jude the brother of Jesus. He, yeah, says, he says Jude the slave. Or the servant. It can be translated yeah. both ways, but the Greek is and doulos, which is bond servant, which is like a slave. Um, but this the servant of Jesus Christ and brother to James. I wonder if the people he's writing to knew James or had a relationship with James. And I think so he so. and so he drops that that connection, like Jude. Well, and he's putting brother himself James. he's removing the veil of familiarity, I think, there. Or like, you know, saying I, like not saying like I, listen to me, Jude, because Jesus is my brother. So I'm coming oh. in that authority. He is ensuring, sorry, friends, you can't see it, but Jenny keeps like turning into oh, yeah. her light. Because <laughs> the sun is like shining right on me and it's like laughing my face oh. And it's like, it's very weird. So he's, he's putting himself as the same under the same authority that his listeners are. That's why I think that. that yeah, is yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, we covered last week, the first four verses of Jude. And so uh, we were going to uh, kind of keep going. So we're in, we're in verse five of Jude. There are no chapters of Jude because it's just one chapter. Um, do you want to read or you want to read just a couple? I can, I can, I can go. Oh, where to stop? I okay. think just go five through go seven. Through. Five, five through, through seven. seven. All right. <clears throat> we'll tackle tackle five through seven. Though, sorry, five. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their position of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting change for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Yeah, so some some harsh words here in uh, 5 through 7 of Jude. Right. Cut into the quick. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I really want to pull out, so in chapter 5, um, you know, he's clearly talking to some folks who knew the Old Testament, right? Because if he says, "You though you know this already, I want you to remind you about this time in Egypt, right? And we we all, I, I hope you know, and if you don't know the story of Exodus, please go back and read the story of Exodus. And the when God brought the people out of Egypt through Moses, through the Red Sea, through the whole, you know, that big story arc, mm -hmm. But yet, even though God removes them from Egypt, brings them out of slavery from Egypt, they don't all make it to the promised land. <clears throat> well, they most don't make it to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, like two of them make it to the promised <laughs> land. Like Joshua and Caleb, I think, are the only ones um, if you read the scripture uh, through. But but why? Well, because they they weren't they weren't following they weren't obeying God. They grumbled. <laughs> they they made the golden calf. They messed up. 
Yeah. So he's talking about if we jump back just a little bit while he's writing this, he's saying the stuff that we had dealt with before, because this is written in my my Bible says it was written around 65 AD. So the church has been established. It's going and it's starting to slip back into what got Israel in trouble in the first place. People are slipping in and they're preaching a gospel that is different to Christ. They are um, giving them licenses for immorality, essentially, because we're under grace. Do whatever you want because God loves you. So that sounds somewhat familiar even now. And so he's going through these different, he's reminding you, God already dealt with this. He dealt with rebellion at Mount Sinai, right? When they built the golden calf and Moses said, um, "Who who's with me? Come over here. And then who wasn't? Died. Yep. That's what that you know that's left out of a lot of the videos well <laughs> the, the the that but... are done or the sunday school versions of the story yep right right then um he's talking about the fall of the angels right the fall of the demons right lucifer and his angels who rebelled they didn't keep their positions of authority they abandoned it going into darkness he talks about sodom and gomorrah and the surrounding areas that gave themselves up to immorality and perversion and it doesn't say it here, but hating the poor um, is at other places. And all of these are an example of people who have chosen their own way to go and have perished. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the, the point here, sometimes we get caught up and we're going to, as we continue in Jude, we're going to hear some more stories that might confuse you or might be like, wait a second, where's that in scripture? The point Jude is making is reminding people of what happens when you're disobedient. What happens when you lack faith, when you don't believe that God is who he says he is, that God is the king and therefore re requires or, or deserves the, the worship due the king, right? That posture before the king. And all of these stories have, have a judgment aspect to them. Um, you know, God is, well, God is God and we are not. And God asks for our obedience. God asks for our allegiance. And we do so not because of, not just because of fear. I think fear is a, is an aspect of our obedience at first, just like we talked last week about how, you know, Amanda's kids, when you're little and you have a, a, a less of a, mature relationship you obey out of fear but as you grow in relationship as we grow in relationship with god we no longer obey out of fear we obey out of love mm -hmm. you know i think i think back to to david david was known as a man after god's own heart and yet david messed up quite a bit he uh I, you know think of the big story with where he he committed adultery with bathsheba and then has bathsheba's husband uriah killed I mean, that's a big, no, no, that's a big disobedience of the law of God. And mm -hmm. yet God still says you're a man after God's own heart. Why? Because of the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Just like if we have good, good friends who hurt us in some fashion, but we have that, that tenacious friendship, that relationship, we're going to be a lot more forgiving of those, mm -hmm. those people who might hurt us. 
because of the relationship. And also because if we point out the hurt, a lot of times because of the relationship, they'll, they'll, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I hurt you or I did realize I hurt you and I feel bad about it. Then you have that repentance, that turning, that, that restoration of relationship. And so obedience to God isn't because we fear retribution or we fear mm-hmm. judgment. It's obedience because we love him. Right. And, if- and we know, and we know his, like he has a better plan than us. We trust right. him. Right. Absolutely. And if we take that angle or that mindset, as we read through Jude and understand that again, it's not about checking boxes off in a list of to do's and to don'ts. But it's mm-hmm. about relationship built from a platform of love. Mm. And that while grace abounds doesn't mean we should be like flaunt our disobedience or flaunt perversion or flaunt immorality, right? Because right. if we truly loved God, we wouldn't want to do those things. Right. It reminds me. So, okay. Totally off topic, but I like watching um, Law and Order. I specifically like watching SVU. I don't know why. I just find those stories somewhat intriguing. I just like to watch. Anyway, there was an episode though about a woman who uh, it was a wealthy man and a trophy esque wife, but she was one of her greatest joys was flaunting her affairs mm. because she knew that he loved her so much he wouldn't leave. Mm. So she would like do these things that. Um, kind of waving her adultery in his face. And I think sometimes we do that with our sin. We know God is committed to, you know, us. We're in a relationship with him, but we are flaunting our affairs in front of him because we're like, you know? Yeah. And that's, and it, it's gross. Right. And I think if we saw it as that, if we, if we were able to pull back a little bit and see it as we're flaunting our adultery, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not, because it's gross. It's totally gross. It's gross if we see it on TV in a in a dramatized for fa- fashion. We oh man, what are you doing, lady? Like so wrong. And yet, <clears throat> and yet, sometimes we do it as well. And I don't think sometimes we do it knowing it, and that's so harsh. Sometimes we do it not realizing that we're doing it. And I feel like we just need to have our eyes opened. Yeah. Just like when- Nathan goes to David, da- uh, Nathan, the prophet Nathan goes to David and says, tells him a story. Hey, there's this guy who had this sheep and, and he loved this sheep because it was his only sheep and lamb. And, and the rich guy next door has a visitor come from out of town and he steals the neighbor's sheep, <laughs> you know? And David's like, wait a second, we got to go track this guy down and, Make him pay. Well, Nathan's like, that is you. You're that guy. (laughs) Right. Sometimes we need to be told, reminded, shown, open our eyes to the reality that we're living. And that was the prophet Nathan was able to do that for David. And and Jude here is trying, I think, to, to help the folks he's writing to see it as well. So. Yeah, and that's and then and that's what Judas and that's I think what the church is supposed to do. Sometimes we get into this, uh, well, um, we're not supposed to judge. 
that I mean, that's kind of you're not supposed to judge those outside the church because they don't know any better. You are absolutely supposed to make a sound judgment, not not condemnation, but a sound judgment of I see you're slipping into something that isn't good. Yeah. Um, and I want to pull you back. I, I actually just had to do this with a young man in our congregation who is new Christian, very eager. Um, and he is, um, you know, wanting to tell all of his friends about Christ, but he was um, going to go to a young lady's house at 10 o'clock at night to walk her through some things in scripture. And I was like, Hey, bud, <laughs> there's a time and a place, but going to young ladies' houses at 10 at night while your intentions are good is a, is a, danger zone right don't do it it's a bad idea it's a it's not a good practice right um it you know lead. it could lead it to could some lead into something. not saying that you're going to do something or you have an intent to do something yeah. but getting comfortable at a young lady's house at 10 o'clock at night is probably not not the avenue that you want to go down right <laughs> you know so walking through those kind of things. And I think we need to do that. So I did have to judge the situation yeah. when he told me he was doing that. I had to make a judgment. I had to say, ah, uh, I think that's a not great idea. Mm -hmm. Now you have a lot of freedom in Christ. You do whatever you want. I'm just telling you. Right. That could have a potency to end up as something that you are not wanting to happen. Right. And I think that's, that's where we like to use in Christian circles, the word discernment. Because mm. it discernment feels less judgy than the word judgment, <laughs> right? But that's what discernment is. That's what also God God calls mature Christians, I think, to speak into the lives of those who are maybe less mature, right? Those who mm -hmm. have positions of authority or positions of leadership or positions of I've just been walking this road longer than you. Help let me help you walk the road, right? And, and have our hearts ready for people to do that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I think, that's how we grow in the body of Christ. You need people to call you out on your crap when you're getting into crap. That's why I have Jenny. She calls me out on my crap. I try to do the same for her you know, yeah. and be better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, let's keep going a little bit farther today because uh, <laughs> we could end up making, dragging Jude out for a good long while if we... But I like, I like this way of doing it. Just dive in. Let's dig in. Let's find some stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and read eight through, uh, uh, eight through 11. Is that right? Gotcha. That's, all right. Yep. So in the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archive Archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Woe to them. They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. All right. That is some stuff. And this is where we knew we were going to get to these, these verses. And so <clears throat> this is, let's just one, understand the, the fuller context. The fuller context is Judas is, is talking about rebellions of the past mm -hmm. people, situations where people have rebelled disobeyed and God had judgment against them. Right. 
So yeah. he's still continuing that story, right? In the very same way, this is verse eight, people following their dreams, they have, they claim, and we don't know exactly the circumstances under which Jude is writing this particular verse, but somehow some people were, were putting authority in dreams they were having and scoffing at angels and demons, these supernatural beings, these celestial beings. Do we really understand the full context of this? No, but what I understand about it is that you have to be discerning Mm. and trusting. Go ahead. Just reminds you of like when people are like, I have a word for you from the Lord, but it's really just something that they find annoying about you that they're putting a stamp on. And I mean, and everyone listening probably has met that type of person, or maybe you are that type of person. If you are, don't, because that's just tell, just tell people what you don't like about them in a helpful way, I guess. Well, in a constructive. (laughs) In a constructive way. Yeah, it's not in a judgy, like, condemnation way, but like, hey, did you know when you do this thing, it's very frustrating or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I have had people tell me, oh, I had a dream last night from the Lord about fill in the blank. Now. I understand, I have had dreams for me personally that I believe God was speaking to me personally about my own walk with the Lord mm-hmm. that weren't like out of the realm of crazy, like weren't crazy stuff, right? It's not, well, aliens are going to visit you on the second Tuesday of March, like not dreams like that. Okay. And I, re- I realize I'm over, I'm over dramatizing that. But I also, when, when God would speak to me in a dream, which is not very common by the by, there usually were multiple dreams in the same vein, right? So I would understand that, oh, this is from the Lord. It wasn't just one crazy dream because I had some tacos before I went to bed, right? Right. And they weren't dreams where I was, had anything to do with angels or demons. Now I'm not saying you can't. I believe passionately that there are supernatural things that happen in the world that we don't always fully understand. But I also know from scripture that touting your supernatural, like, Oh, I see demons and angels all over the place. Paul expressly said it's like the least cool thing about being a Christian. So stop. Right. Toting it like the coolest. Right. And I, I've had friends that have told me stories of, of encounters with angels and or demons. Great that just make have some discernment over those situations mm-hmm. um i wouldn't tout them as like i am so much better than you because i have encountered a real life angel because i that's not what if god indeed allowed you to have that experience he didn't allow you to have it to make yourself better than other people right usually because you're thicker than other people anyway that's been my experience could be could be <laughs> need more i have a question for you jenny now i now i did not do a word study on this word of dreams okay um and i, I might be like way overreaching um in my english language but also when i read into that about the strength of their dreams these ungodly people pollute their own bodies and reject authority uh-huh. um i'm thinking about the word aspirations mm. Now, like I said, I did not do a study, so I don't, I could be way overreaching, but I think sometimes people do that in the, in the strength of their own, whatever they want to get, right? Power or influence or whatever, or even in the church power that happens, they, um, they're polluting the body of Christ. They're polluting themselves with this 
thing that they are appearing godly, but they aren't or whatever. Um, and they're rejecting why when they're rejecting authority, the celestial realm that's trying to help the church, they're just wrecking it. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Those are some good thoughts. So I just, uh, I popped up on blue, blue letter Bible. Cause I didn't did. do a, I didn't do a, a in-depth word study either prior to this. This is like right off the cuff from, from what I'm seeing in blue letter Bible. Um, but it's actually a verb. This dreaming word is okay. a verb. It's only used two times in the new Testament. The other time actually is in the book of acts where it, okay. it uh, references the scripture from Joel where it says oh, okay. in the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Okay. 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 Gotcha. But there's also a context um, from Hippocrates and Plutarch. And so, so how the Greek has kind of developed over time mm -hmm. where it's just, it can be simply to dream, like to have dreams. I mean, as you're sleeping, you have gotcha. dreams, but also there's a context of, like divinely inspired dreams that's where that joel passage comes comes from but also metaphorically it can be to be beguiled by sensual images carried away to an impious course that makes sense so mm -hmm. like so like so letting your imagination like, run away with you right daydreaming or imagination taking you to places where it it okay god never intended so that's my off the cuff from Blue Blue Letter Bible. No, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And so again, do we let our imaginations take us to places we shouldn't go? I know I have an active imagination that sometimes I need to put a leash on. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I, I go down paths in my imagination that aren't helpful paths. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's common in in the world. And obviously Jude is talking in a similar vein. Like don't let these dreams, these imaginations, these whatever lead you into disobedience, lead you into thinking you're better than angels even or fill in the blank, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Polluting your own bodies, right? Um, Because think about sin doesn't start with the action. Mm -hmm. Sin... Talk so much about the mind. Right. Sin starts with the thought, the thinking, the, oh, that seems pleasant. That seems like it would be pleasurable. That seems like it would be good. That seems fun. That seems, you know, fill in the blank. I mean, but you don't. It's entertaining those intrusive thoughts. Yep. Yep. And then verse nine, uh, I will tell you is not uh, this whole idea of Archangel Michael disputing over the body of Moses with the devil is not anywhere in scripture. Um, so this, uh, there is a reference in one of the Deutero canon books, the, the Apocrypha books, the, the in-between uh, books uh, that is often found in like a, a Catholic Bible or an Orthodox Bible. Um, I cannot tell you for my life right now, I had it looked up and then I forgot to keep that piece of paper with me um which which book of the apocrypha it is in maybe i can put that in the show notes um when i uh, actually uh publish this but it's not in the scriptures as as i have them um and i guess we you could get caught up in well why is it even there well i think again jude's point is here is that even an angel, the Archangel Michael, this big head head guy of of the celestial realm, 
doesn't even take the opportunity to rebuke Satan because it wasn't his place. He says, the Lord, it's the Lord's job to rebuke you. He's going to do it. I don't even have to get in the middle of that. And I think that's where Judah is saying, look, it's that we don't rebuke demons from our own strength, right? Like when, when Jesus casts out the demons of the people in, in the gospels or when in acts, I'll never forget that story in acts where, you know, the guy is trying to rebuke the demon and the demon responds, well, I know Jesus that you're using in his name. I know this Paul guy, but who the heck are you? And they beat him up right. and he runs screaming naked out of the house, right? The Lord, it's the Lord's job to rebuke, not our mm-hmm. job. Um, specifically when it comes to demons and when it comes to, that's the other thing. When, when we make judgment calls on people within the church, mm. um, we can't do it from our own perspective. Mm-hmm. We can't rebuke somebody and say, well, I just don't like the way you do that. But if right. we know that what they're doing is disobedience and they claim Christianity, I think we can say the Lord has rebuked you. Here is where he rebukes you in scripture mm-hmm. and have the, have scripture to back us up. So any thoughts on on that verse there, Amanda? Um, no, just saying, you know, but these people, they're, they slander. So like, not even, not even angel, Michael wouldn't even slander the name of Satan. But here you are going around slandering everything and curse, putting a, a curse on it in the name of, of God, which is what they were doing, right? With their, whatever dreams. I have this authority because of whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so they've rushed, you know, they've taken the way of Cain, which was right. Murdering his brother out of jealousy. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. So we know Balaam, um, in the book judges, judges, right? Yes. He, uh, he is, uh, prophet for hire essentially yeah. and he um which has its own thing but but he is paid by a uh i believe canaanite king to go prophesy against israel he's gonna go down to israel he gets stopped uh, his donkey has a thing with an angel i mean it's yeah you can go read it but he but his error is thinking the word of god can be bought and sold right and um and then cora um is rebellion um is in the wilderness they take over the city and they say leave everything there we're not here to to plunder it but he steals some stuff for himself and hides it under his tent and his whole family is swallowed up by the earth right that's uh yeah and the conquest of canaan with joshua in the lead and and yeah and and in all of these woe to them that had actually all had a divine work of god Mm-hmm. that brought judgment upon them absolutely yep so so yeah wow <laughs> good set. stuff i think we should uh call that a day and and dry, dive into the rest of it on another day because that was a lot of stuff that was some thick yeah. stuff we, and i encourage you if there's stuff you don't understand about scripture d- dig in read it read more read um you know trusted trusted resources online dig into the Greek on blue letter Bible. Um, yeah. There are resources available that can help you gu- guide through some of those things. Like, well, what is this Michael and the archangel and then the body of Moses? Okay. 
go go research that go look it up go find more information um and understand too that sometimes references are made because of the the situation like like we said the archangel michael doesn't even rebuke satan he lets the lord do it right the judgments of cain the judgment of balaam the judgment of korah are all god's judgments right it's not nobody like made it stepped in between god and that person and said i'm gonna i'm gonna be god's hand in this right unless god specifically called them to do that um but in each of those cases god stepped in balaam that's a hilarious story the donkey rebukes him <laughs> the donkey yeah. talk about shrek having this the talking donkey uh there's right. talking donkeys long before shrek but anyway uh some good stuff friends but uh, i think we'll we'll close it there any final thoughts today amanda no i did uh while we're talking i got a comment from a listener on the messenger wow uh uh it's from i'm gonna do a shout out to shannon forney woot, woot. Uh, she is a friend of ours and um she says um to me that she liked that i made a prince pre- prince reference with the dearly beloved the, uh, the other <laughs> today's episode that released um but just talking about um a podcast that is reminding her um, called Reading Through the Gospels in 30 Days by Annie F. Downs, who is doing something somewhat similar. But she said, Jenny, that listening to our podcast is the highlight of her Friday. Wow. Um, that's so, crazy. And I said, well, making them is the highlight of my Friday. So <laughs> um, so shout out to Shannon. And all, and, and I know that um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for the work that you do for the kingdom of heaven. Um, and thank you for your feedback. Um, and, and it comes to Jude. Um, just remember there are there are it's harsh there's some harsh stuff but i think it's necessary to deal with the hard stuff in the body of christ Mm -hmm. to know that there is stuff going on even wherever you're listening that is shenanigany and should (laughs) not be happening right you are you are equipped with scripture to confront those things and you should. So um, I just encourage you guys to to be praying about that kind of stuff, to know that you have um, the Gospels and Scripture and the letters to back you up in and through that. And um, yeah, to, the truths are found there. So I just I just encourage people to to do that, to listen, to pray, to talk with one another and to seek out people who are going to have wisdom um with you and find people who tell you the truth um but no but do it in love um as always don't be a jerk about it (sighs) all right friends so have a good week i hope that uh god blesses you so that you can be a blessing to others and we'll catch you guys next time bye-bye